Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Adult Podcast. Milana here in the studio with Connor. What's up? Here to bring you another podcast in the 2023 New Year. Super excited to be back with y'all. Connor, how is it going? It's actually going great, if I'm being honest, Um, and here's why. I have (laughs) recently discovered, yo, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, so quick backstory. (laughs) I'm a no idea sucker. I'm a sucker for Instagram ads. Like oh. when I'm when I'm really like same for certain things. And so I have like I'm not really great with dairy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's going somewhere. So long story short, I see this Instagram ad for this new kind of protein powder. Oh, that is that's, you did. that's fruit flavored, and I guess because it's like so. Um, like filtered and strained and it's like a whey protein isolate. Literally 99% of you aren't going to care whatsoever. <laughs> but there's like very little to zero lactose in it. Um, hey. it. So I can like take it and it doesn't like really jack me up. And so I bought some uh, really hesitant because I've tasted fruit flavored protein before and it is garbage. But this stuff is actually legit. It is... It's still protein powders. Like my wife wants like this protein powder to actually taste like fruit. Yeah. And it does it literally. But to, there's protein. To me. In it. But there's pro- like. So it tastes y- like protein. I'll let you try it later. It Like, yes, but not really if I'm being totally honest. Like it, it, it is wild. And so anyway, I like was joking around. I posted about it on my Instagram because I was really excited. I was like, oh, it doesn't hurt my stomach. This stuff actually tastes great. And they responded. And I like jokingly was like, sponsor me. And they were like, here's a discount code um, (laughs) for the next time you buy. And I was basically jokingly like, you can do better than that. Like, oh, my God. And they were like, (laughs) you're like, give me free powder for a year. Like totally joking. But they were like, oh, we see like you're a pastor. Preach a sermon about us and we'll see what we can do like obviously like <laughs> kidding um i wonder if they'll settle for a podcast yes so i'm not gonna say the brand because oh. look at that we know our value and our yeah. worth no free advertising clear fruit flavored <laughs> protein brand. guys we're gonna get a podcast sponsor we are we're gonna get a co- <laughs> we should like do a whole podcast on the 10 people we wish would sponsor us and then amazing. see if anybody who listens Here's could it. get us hooked up That's anyway amazing. So that's been, that's what's been going on in my life. You're an influencer now. Uh, I'd have to sell out and preach a message <laughs> on clear protein. I wonder if I use it as an illustration in a message. Oh. So that I'm not actually talking about it, but it could be like one of those things where it's like, this is your sin, but then you mix it up and it starts going clear. Oh my and gosh, it's you like, already have This is what Jesus will do for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People um, who listen to the podcast are going to be waiting. That like go, actually go to YA. It'll never really be. happen if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> That's amazing. But um, really great product. Super excited about it. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy for you. What about you? What's new in your life? I mean, nothing as exciting as 
protein powder. Clear, <laughs> fruity protein. No, we had a snow day this week that was really lame. It was it, supposed to like dump snow in Denver and it was like. Yeah, it didn't really that no. much. I mean, it did like relatively like in comparison to like maybe what other people get. But for Denver, it was pathetic and they canceled like everything. Everything, everything. all the schools. Yeah. We had a work from home day. That's <laughs> that's what's exciting in my life. There you go. Protein powder and snow days. There we. <laughs> you guys, you have a lot to look forward to in your late 20s and early 30s. Yeah. What is exciting? Hey, I want to throw out a question to our audience. And you guys rarely ever respond to anything like this on social. <laughs> so thanks for engaging. <laughs> no. What was the what did we talk about last week or like our last podcast? Basically that we're still going to try to keep our every other week rotation. Yeah. But we will post weekly if you guys or not like every every week, but way more frequently if you guys send in topics yeah. that you want us to talk about. Um cuz half the time we're like does anybody actually care or want to like hear this specific subject? Right. Um but If you guys start to like engage and send our young adult, it's Red Rocks YA, our Instagram handle. If you start like DMing us like ideas and things that you want to hear on the podcast, we'll record those. We genuinely will. And it'll allow us to kind of post more frequently than our every other week sort of situation that we have right now. But so engage, engage with us. Um, Yes. Reach out. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us what you want to talk about. Otherwise, we're just going to talk about protein. That's right, baby. (laughs) Protein. Let's go. Um, We do have a podcast for you today, though, Um, a topic that I think will resonate with hopefully everybody. I think um, being in my early 20s, I think I wrestled with this idea a lot, and it's the idea of that Christian word calling. Yeah. Is this my calling? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> it's it's surprisingly like I don't know. I like so many people, and I still think as a thirty four year old, I still wrestle with this. Like, what is my calling? Is this my calling? What is yeah. a calling? All of those other things. And so we constantly are being asked in a roundabout way by young adults, young professionals, um, on Thursday nights at young adults, or just kind of through social. Basically, like. How do I figure out my purpose? Mm-hmm. How do I know my calling in life? Yeah, that's good. I think we we preach a lot of sermons about it. Like we, it comes up a lot in church. Um, but what do you feel like people actually, when we say like, what is my calling in life? Like what, am yeah. I supposed, like, what does that mean? What are people asking when they like come to their pastor? They like are wrestling of like, oh, I just don't know what my calling is. I don't know what God wants for me or whatever. Yeah, I think that there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says God's placed eternity within the heart of humanity. And I think it's this longing for like a deeper, greater purpose to life. Um, I think that it is when somebody's asking, like, what is my calling? It's like, what is the deeper mission of my life that's going to have some type of like eternal significance or eternal value? What is what is God's plan for me in like my life? And what I find interesting whenever we talk about this, uh, like a lot of us turn Calvinistic predestinative, if that's a word, when we talk (laughs) about this idea of calling. Like a lot of us would agree, and I believe that this is a very strong biblical principle that you find kind of throughout the course and the the art the major narrative of scripture is that humanity was made with a with a autonomous free will mm-hmm. 
not in opposition to God's plan, but because God gave us an autonomous free will. Um, but then the second we start talking about like, what is my calling in life? What is my purpose? It's as if God has this predestinative plan, yeah. be it a job or a city you're supposed to live in or I don't know, a career path or a business you're supposed to start. And how do I figure out what that thing is for me? Now, the Bible does say that God knows like all the days of our life. Um, yeah. But I, but to me, and, and somebody might argue this, but I, I actually think this is pretty like indicative of what we see in Scripture. Like foreknowledge of something is not the same as like causing it to happen. Like, I know that if I leave my front door open, my dog is going to run out. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm that I'm opening the door for my dog to right. run out. I just know that if the door is left open by anybody, mm-hmm. Mac is going to run out. That doesn't mean that I caused that to happen. It just means I knew that would happen. I think God yeah. knows every moment of every day of our life before we live it. But I don't necessarily think he causes every day of our life. We have free will. Yeah. Yeah. But when we come, I say all that to say, when we talk Mm -hmm. about callings and purpose, it's as if there is this predestined thing for us that if we miss out, we almost like miss out on the point of life. And so I think it's important to talk about purpose. I think it's important to talk about calling because when we go to school and we're like choosing a major, that's when like a lot of this comes up, like this anxiety of like, Okay, like I am making a major decision to invest thousands of dollars that my wife and I are trying to pay off right now. So if you don't have to go to college, don't. Um, Retweet. Yeah, literally. Like, thank you, Southeastern, for making me your slave for the rest of my life. Like, Southeastern, sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us and cancel my school debt, and that'll be your sponsorship to me. Um for that'd be an insane sponsorship because they're not cheap. Um, <laughs> but like when we go to school and choose our major, a lot of yeah. this comes up. Like we have a lot of college students who come to us and like, well, what's my calling? How do I figure out my calling? How do I right. figure out my purpose? And it's because like in school, you have to declare a major basically like at this. 18. Yeah. yeah, at 18, which is wild. And it's like, this is the direction my life is going to head. Mm-hmm. How do I know what direction <laughs> I should head in? And it's like. I don't know. Good right. luck with that. I you know what know. I mean? Yeah. You didn't know. No clue. Yeah. No clue. I literally changed schools because I thought Same. that I was going to be uh, Jack Ryan or uh, <laughs> James Bond. Like that was literally, this sounds terrible. <laughs> Jack but Ryan. What is the, uh, who's the other guy? Oh my gosh. It's one of my favorite movie series of all time. It's Matt, Matt Damon. Oh, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. Literally, I I had no direction in life. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if Jason Bourne's real, this is what I'm going to go to school to be. And so mm-hmm. I went to school for two years to study Homeland Security and anti-terrorism. <laughs> I really did. And then and went then to Southeastern to become a, a pastor. became a Christian to become a pastor. Yeah. So yeah. why is this important? Why does it matter to talk about calling and purpose? Because you have to choose a major. Or when you graduate, yeah. you have to take a job. You right. have to like enter into a career where you're going to be giving a really large portion of your life yeah. over to this business, this company, uh, this school, like whatever. And so mm-hmm. I think we want our work to have a deeper meaning and purpose than just, I guess I got a degree in this, so I'm going to do this and it's going to make me money to pay the bills until I die. Yeah. Which sounds fatalistic, but like, I mean, that I think that's why we're, there's such a concern and such a deep, like, 
almost like emotional anxiety attached yeah. to like calling and purposes because we are God made humanity for meaning and purpose. Right. And so we search that out in every avenue that we right. do. And we and know we know, sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. and in the world it's like once you become an adult, it's like, okay, how are you gonna contribute to society? What are you gonna do? What are yeah. you like, you know, and has one viewpoint of it when really it's just this like innate desire within us that God, like you said, God has placed eternity and like purpose and calling and has created you in a certain way. And so that longing of feeling like, oh, what am I supposed to do with my life? Isn't just from like societal pressure. Like it's within you. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah. And I think what's interesting to hear you say too is like a lot of the times we think of this as like pertaining to job and career and things like that. Um, And I think that comes from like worldly pressure and standards of like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to spend the majority of your life doing up until you die? Um, And so I'd be interested to hear you talk about that more about like is calling specifically like just pertaining to your job or your career and what you're going to do in life and what you're going to contribute to society and to this world from a career standpoint. I think like no and yes and no. Yeah. What, what like, uh, like obviously like the call that God has placed on all of our lives is a full like what am I trying to say like a fully enveloping call like mm-hmm. it's it's how you engage with your family it's how you work it's how you spend your free time it's how you engage with your community like it's this all encompassing sort of life like all of your life is involved mm-hmm. in this however. I do. I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, no, it's not. It's like we're totally missing. It has nothing to do with your work because, like I said, like God also made humanity to be contributors. Like work is not like a a result of sin. Work was something that humanity was given to do before sin as part of partnering with God. to Yeah, like bring his mission and vision of what what earth should be like Mm -hmm. to pass. And so work is deeply ingrained in who we are as people. and, And it's a deep part of like what mm. calling and purpose involves. Cause even just take all spiritual aspects of it. You work 40 hours a week, you know, roughly right. like on average, like it is a huge chunk of your life. And so we do want this to kind of like align with what not only we feel passionate about, but with what God feels passionate about. And I think that's sort of what people are searching for. Mm-hmm. I do think purpose and calling is all encompassing but I think when the most people ask about it, it's it's mostly geared towards career or like yeah. what I'm going to be doing work wise. Right. Yeah. What, what was I? What giftings are in me? What, was, what am I meant to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at 18, I thought that was an engineer. <laughs> I mean, and, and for somebody who can be. Yeah. But we need all that. Yeah. Like God created us to create from the garden to create with him. And turn create this world and be contributors. Uh, contributors. I love how you said that. Um, okay, so I love that. So it's a little bit of both. But let's. I want to ask, what do you? What are things that maybe get misconstrued about when talking about calling? When it comes to like a calling that you feel in your life from God, like what are areas or things that might be misunderstood about what calling is or isn't. Yeah, I think before we can really define like what a what a biblical view of calling and purpose is, mm-hmm. it's easier to kind of like debunk the myths. Yeah. Uh, like what what calling is not. 
Um, and right. so I, I think, and this is, maybe this might rub somebody the wrong way, or hopefully this doesn't <laughs> send you into like a quarter life crisis. Um, <laughs> but a calling is not a predetermined job or role in life that God has made just for you that nobody else can fulfill. Yeah. And, and I, want, I want that to like sink in to everybody listening. A calling is not a predetermined job or role in life that God has made just for you that nobody else can fulfill. Right. Now, that might be earth shattering to somebody, genuinely, <laughs> because they've maybe you've spent a, like a chunk of your life searching for this role that God has made for you in heaven that only you can fulfill right. just for him. Right. I don't think that's what a calling actually is. Right. And we'll dive into the, the reasons why in a little bit, but but that's that's not what it is. And I think that so much anxiety, especially when it comes to the young adult, young professional age of being in school or jumping into your first career or two, like that is where a lot of this lives. Right. Is because again, like I said, we all get very Calvinistic when we talk about like callings <laughs> and, and purpose, is we think that there is some predetermined job out there that God is just waiting for us to discover. Yeah. So that we can find like joy and fulfillment. And so, yeah, that's not, I I don't think that's what it is. And I think that once you kind of wrap your mind around that, it should be a big exhale for your soul. You should be able to like breathe deeply because it's like, oh, I'm not on some mythical search or journey to discover some heavenly purpose. No, literally. Yeah, (laughs) this isn't Lord of the Rings. Like, you aren't like predestined to have to like follow in this path and that. If your heart or your desires change, too bad because God has this one job that only he can use you for. Yeah. Like how silly, like how small minded does that make God seem? Yeah. You know, that like, and like, so you centered. Yeah. Of like, I have to do this because this is like what God has for me. Like, no, it's the plan, the purpose, um, the calling is so much larger. Yeah. So much bigger picture. And it makes me think of that verse, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah. The Bible. And so many people would quote that and be like, but see, God does. But notice he said, I I know the plans, not the plan. Right. It's plural. Like, I know the plans. Mm -hmm. I know the options. I know the opportunities. I know, like, it's not like I know the game plan that I have written for you before the foundation of the earth. It is I know the plans. Right. And, and it says so, like to prosper. Yeah. It doesn't say like for you to do this exact thing that I have for you. It's like Yeah. His plan is hope for you is Yeah, his to plan flourish. his plan is like holistic. It's yeah. for you to flourish. It's for you to prosper. It's for you to have hope and, and a sense of purpose and a sense of mission and, and greater yeah. meaning in life. Not for I know the plans that I have for you, declares Lord, that you will work at Wells Fargo as a bank teller <laughs> your whole life. That's not you know what I mean? But I think that's yeah. how we look at this. Right. And that's how we and that's how we we think about it sometimes when we ask these kind of questions. And yeah. so it's not a predetermined job role mm-hmm. in life. And here is another place where I think a lot of people uh, put like the wrong emphasis on the wrong part of calling. And it's it's not a mystical goal for your life that when you find it will give you ultimate purpose and satisfaction. Ooh. Um, I think I talked to so many young adults that don't feel a sense of purpose or are living unsatisfied or unsettled. And they think 
that if they can just crack the code and figure out what their purpose and calling is, quote unquote, then they'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are if you're placing your joy or desire or like your your if you're searching for fulfillment in a career or uh, like a job opportunity or something deeper, you will never be happy. Right. That's not what these are made to do. That's not what working and jobs are like made to do. And so it's not a predetermined role. And it's not a mystical goal that if you find, you'll finally be happy. Right. That's not what it is. And I think that like, I honestly think that's where like midlife crises come from. Yeah. Because you finally reach. You finally reach what you think is your calling. Mm-hmm. You've and arrived. And you're just as empty. Yeah. I mean, this sounds so weird, but I've heard it over and over and over again. I don't know why. Like it's coming up on my like Instagram and TikTok, like all these different interviews with like high level athletes mm-hmm. and high level actors and actresses that have made it. They're like in the movies. They're they're starting like I there's this guy, Victor Aladipo, who uh was like this up and coming basketball player, has gone through a bunch of injuries. I mean, he's still insane. But mm-hmm. he was supposed to be like the next, like the one. And he he had a couple years with the Indiana Pacers where he was like living up to that. And I was listening to this interview with him and he was talking about like his whole life as a kid. He thought if I could just make it to the NBA yeah. and, and be like a star, mm-hmm. that's what my soul needs. And he's doing this interview with like non-Christians and non-believers. And I don't even know if he if he's a Christian himself or a follower of Jesus, but he just said like I did it. He's like, I remember yeah. having this moment one time where I saw this ESPN like uh you know, like, I don't know, like segment on him and huh. saying that he is one of the fastest rising stars in the NBA. And he was laying in his bedroom in his hotel thinking like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is the moment I've been waiting for. And it do- and it's, it's, it's empty. Yeah, it's not anything that yeah. I thought it would be. Right. Yeah. That's so good. And it, I, what comes to mind, like on a, a – Maybe you guys won't aren't striving to be NBA stars, but what comes to mind right away in like young adults, and I see this so often, and I think I was a victim to this a little bit too, of feeling that way about like marriage or maybe a certain career. Yeah. And then like you get there and you're like, Oh, great, like awesome. Yeah. But this is this is like not it. This is not the like mystical goal, like you said, that provides like ultimate satisfaction and I'm like I've finally arrived like it's great like it's a gift and part of the Lord's plan I'm sure but ultimate satisfaction like scripture says time and time again like ultimate satisfaction and like fullness of joy is only found in the like in the presence of Jesus like he is the only one that can satisfy um and so that that's the goal. That's the number one calling. Yeah, is to just live a life with Jesus and not some mystical goal that like if you don't arrive, you'll never reach like full, complete joy and happiness and purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, I recently and we got to move forward. We're we're really taking our time with some of this, but like, <laughs> um, I recently was praying. Where our church is doing a twenty-one day fast, like prayer and fasting thing, which I'm sure a lot of churches all across the country are doing. Mm-hmm. And I was just praying over this certain thing in my life, and, and I felt like the Holy Spirit led me to Exodus 33. It's very famous. People have people have preached a lot of messages on this, but it's this conversation that 
uh, God is having with Moses. And he's talking about they're about to enter into the promised land, but the people are being super rebellious. And God is telling Moses, like, hey, I'm going to send you in. I'm going to send the people in. I'm going to let you go. I'm just not going to go with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Moses, like, has this conversation with God to where he's basically saying, like, I don't want to go if your presence doesn't go with me. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he says that, like, I want to be a person who knows you deeply. Yeah. And I think what people have to come to the realization of is if we can use this as an analogy for calling and purpose, mm-hmm. Moses was on the verge of what every single person in his situation would have thought would have been his calling, the fulfillment of his purpose, yeah. the thing that was going to bring him ultimate satisfaction and joy in life. And he came to this realization that he can enter into the quote unquote promise. Right. But if God wasn't there, it would be empty. Right. Just like so every good. other like story that we, we hear. And so yeah. um, God, like it sounds so cliche, but Jesus is the prize. Yeah. Jesus is the reward. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like mission and, and blessing. You know, like like you getting a promotion in your job. That's not your reward. Jesus right. is your reward. That's just a blessing. You know what I mean? Like so good. And so, yeah. Um, what it what isn't a calling, a predetermined job or role for your life? It's mm-hmm. not a mystical goal that'll bring you ultimate joy or satisfaction. Um, and this is one we kind of all struggle with too. It's a, a calling is not using God to make your wildest dreams come true. Yeah. You know, I talk to so many people, you know, that I want to be an actress. I want to be a singer. I want to be an athlete or, you know, like the more common famous thing right now is I want to be an influencer um, on TikTok or whatever. Um, And if I grow, I'll bring God with me. And it's like, yeah, but Matthew 16 says if you die. Yeah. Then you'll find life. Right. You know, and there's nothing wrong about being famous or or having followers. Like, not mm-hmm. at all. It's the heart posture. It's of right. using God to get what you secretly want. Right. If you give me this God, then I promise yeah. to when, make your name. When you start making yeah. promises with God, you, right. you should Bargaining. probably, like, have a— Check your heart. Yeah, like, yeah. I was going to say come to Jesus talk, but yeah. that sounds kind of cliche. But, like, <laughs> when you start finding yourself bargaining with God, right. God, if you do this for me, then I will. Like, yeah, that's a clear indication that you're yeah. not walking in purpose He and doesn't calling. need you to do anything for him. You are a peon <laughs> to God, a little flick on the head. Right. Like, and not that God sees you or wants to treat you that way, but, like, you, you're a, you're 10 million followers does nothing for him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, it can be used in a really powerful yeah. way. But and we need people. Yeah, we yeah. need influencers. We need more light in, in yeah. dark places. But, yeah, the second that it becomes like, oh, God, I promise, like, just do this for me, please. And, yeah. And then I'll. You start yeah. bargaining, you're, you know you're in a wrong spot. So it's not using God to make your wildest dreams come true. Um, and then, and then finally, like one of the things I kind of want to end on as far as what it's not is I don't believe a calling is finite. Yes. I don't believe a calling is, and I kind of mentioned this too, like God said, I know the plans, not the plan, but like, I don't think it is the one thing that you are supposed to do with your life. Yes. Yes. And that's what people are asking. Like, what (laughs) is this one thing? And it's like, there's a hundred things you could do. And can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not a finite job or thing or or whatever 
that God wants you to do with your life. I think you can have a lot of different things yeah. um, that God wants you to do that's part of your calling and purpose and things like that. Right. And like it, it can change because God is so like big and creative and such like an author and perfecter of faith. Like I think of like Jake, my husband, he was, um, got saved in a youth ministry at a young age, felt called to be a worship leader, went to school, did a year of worship ministry, like major realized like, Oh, I have a huge heart for youth. I got saved as a student changed to youth development. We were youth. He was a youth pastor and we were youth pastors for years up until what was it last year when the calling changed and we're like, Oh my goodness. And now he's back in worship ministry. And it wasn't like, Oh Jake, you missed it. Like you were always supposed to be in worship and you just missed it. And you made a mistake all those years in youth. Like, no, the calling, um, can just change and God can like use different seasons for different purposes. And you don't have to like be glued to one thing for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, and it reminds me, I'm trying to remember um, his name. I'm not going to be able to remember his name, but I'm, we're reading um, draw the circle right now by Mark Mad- Batterson. Yeah. And he talks about this guy um, who was a pastor and um, him and his wife were pastors at a church for a long time. And then one day he felt like the Lord was prompting him and calling him to go into politics, like random. Like, what, how many pastors do you know that like are called to a pa- called to like ministry and a life of ministry that go into politics? Yeah. But and so it's just another example of how, like, God can use you in so many avenues, and like a calling isn't just like limited to and subject. Like, oh, I'm going to call you to be a pastor. I'm going to call you to be a teacher. I'm going to call yeah. you to, you know, like Call- it can callings change. are very seasonal. Yeah. Like there's this guy that I love. I love his podcast. Um, it's called the basement with Tim Ross. Like Tim Ross yeah, is 47 so years old, I think 47. Um, but he was a pastor of embassy city in Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas for 10, 15 years, something like that. And at 47 is now moved on to full, like full-time podcasting. And I yeah. think he, he like mentors, like, younger pastors. It, I mean, like his purpose, his calling in mm-hmm. life shifted at, four, at 47 yeah. and he is a hundred percent in step and in line with what God wants him to be doing with yeah. his life. And so I think we just have to break this mold of th- there is this one thing that God has predetermined when I find it, it'll make me happy. It'll low key fulfill a lot of the selfish desires of my heart. And it's only one thing. It's not one thing. You can have seasonal callings, seasonal purposes. Your life can have an overarching theme and purpose. Like maybe your overarching theme and purpose was maybe you grew up in the foster system or you were adopted Mm -hmm. and you want to help other people in the foster system or that, that go through adoption. And maybe that's like the overarching call or purpose, but it, it sees itself play out in a hundred different ways throughout the course of your life. And so, yeah, so what a calling is not predetermined job or role, a mystical goal that will make you happy, uh, you using God to make your dreams come true. And it's not finite. It's not, it's not one thing forever that cannot change. So, yeah, so good. Yeah. I think that naturally leads us to the question then, okay, what is a calling? Yeah. What, what is it then? If it's not all these things that I think we so often think it is. Yeah. What calling is, it's living like with an intentional 
been to fulfill what God has asked of all of us to do on this earth, and that is to walk with him, to partner with him, to look more like Jesus and make heaven or make earth look more like heaven. And how we do that, what part we play in that is so unique and ever-changing. And that's like so exciting about the call of like living a life with Jesus Yeah, is that it's so, there's so much purpose. There's so much um, variety in it. And there's so much like life in that. It's so much better than everything that it's not. Yeah. I think God, whenever we hear God give these like commissions, like I think of the great commission, Mm -hmm. it's so broad. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Yeah. And I will be with you always. Right. There's so much room in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't say go into all the world and be a pastor, an evangelist, a Bible teacher or whatever. It is such a broad stroke. And I think it honestly like echoes back to Genesis 1, 2, and 3 where God creates humanity in his image to be bringers of good, bringers of health, bringers of heaven like mm-hmm. to earth and to cultivate and fulfill the earth to meet all of humanity's needs pointing back to God Yes. in however you're gifted. Yeah. And so what is a calling? It's, it's living in that broad intentionality that God mm-hmm. asks and invites all of us into – And then I think if you're like, okay, but like be more specific, this might not be as specific, but it's genuinely partnering with God, with him obviously as like the leader, but to carry out God's will for this earth using your specific gifts. Yeah, that he's given you. How has God wired you? Like how, like how, like what, what's your bend? What's your lean? Like, what do you enjoy? Like, Mm -hmm. how can you partner with God to bring his will to come to pass using your specific gifts? I think that is what purpose and calling is. Yeah, for sure. And I think you'll find fulfillment in that. Not deep soul satisfaction in the sense of like once you figure this out, you'll Uh be happy. But I think once you know Jesus, you'll be happy. And then once you get to use your gifts to do what God is asking you to do, it's like a bonus. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like why they were placed in you to begin with. Yes. It's so like nothing feels better. I know just in my experience of – feeling like once I actually like met Jesus, then I was able to figure out like, oh, wait, this is what I'm passionate about. Not like, because yeah. I think before it was just like, oh, this is what the world told me I should do and be because this is what I was good at in school or whatever. But once I like met Jesus and I was able to look at myself and my the things I loved and was passionate in such a different light and be like, oh, wait this is actually how God has made me and just like completely shift. And so there's so much like, there's so much joy in it and there's so much like potential. And there's so much room for you. Yeah. There's so much room for you. Like there really is like, it's not this scary overarching, like heavy thing. Yeah. There's so much room for your passions. There's so much room for what interests you. There's so much room for like what you're good at. Um, it's not like a job. I think we just think of it as like a job. It's not yeah. a job. It's it's all encompassing like with your life. Yeah. Um. And I know that when people ask, they're thinking more like career, what I'm supposed to do. And I think that is part of it. But it's so much bigger than that. It's so much broader for that. And, and there's room for you in that. Yeah, I love that. If you are fearfully and wonderfully made, <laughs> and if God knows every day that you're going to live, if God knew you before you were born, he made you he made his calling and purpose with room for you yeah. if that makes sense. I 
And so I think like the last practical thing um, that we kind of want to wrap this up with then is, okay, so then how practically can I discover my calling um, or my purpose or whatever in in, in my Mm -hmm. own life? Like how can I begin to sort of unravel, okay, if it's not this specific job or career, Mm -hmm. if it's not this like predestinative thing or this goal that's going to bring me happiness, how can I start to discover my callings, plural, mm-hmm. in life? One, I think you start by just that statement. Yeah. It, it, it's a discovery <clears throat> of the callings and purposes <laughs> on your life. Yeah, it's a discovery. It's right. not. It's not like an archaeological dig where you now discover <laughs> it. It is years and days yeah. and lives and we like weeks of of continually discovering all of the things God's put inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I'm actually going to preach on this at Young Adults. Uh, I will have preached on it this past Thursday when you're mm-hmm. hearing this. I'm preaching on it tonight technically when we're recording it. But <laughs> there's a story in Acts chapter 7 where Stephen is going over the life of Moses. And Moses, this is where Moses gets his quote-unquote calling or purpose. Mm-hmm. Um and it is, it's Moses and uh, God are having this conversation and God says, I see the oppression of my people, so I'm sending you. And it's very interesting. I think so often we at, like we go to God, this is sort of like God making our dreams come true. Like, God, here's what I want to do. Help me. I think a real calling or purpose in life begins when you ask God, like, God, what do you see going on? Yeah. Like. God says to Moses, I see this happening. I'm sending you. Mm. That is that deep soul level satisfaction of I know that what I'm doing has purpose and meaning because God has seen something that needs fixed and is sending you to like fix it. Yeah. And it changes. Mm-hmm. At first it was liberation. Then it's leadership. You yeah, know what I mean? Like That's such a good point. In Moses' life, it changes. But yeah. I think like we begin to to really unravel the purposes and the callings on our life when we say, God, like, what do you see is going on in this world? How yeah. have you made me to participate in what you want to do, what you want to fix, what you want to change, what you want to bring justice to or beauty to or peace to or whatever? Yeah. How Like, how do I play a role in what you're seeing going on? Yeah. And I think that is when we really start to get into that partnership level with God where not only are we, you know, having community and going to church or whatever, but like the actual like days that we give to work mm-hmm. um, start to line up with like a deeper call and a deeper like purpose that our yeah. souls are like looking for. That's so good. Oh, I love it. And I love how like what you said, just a little side note, I think when we when we do think about Moses – we think like, oh, this was his calling. This was his one thing. But you're like, you're right. Like it, it did change and things change. And even like in Exodus 30, like you were talking about seeing him just converse with God and and follow like his quote unquote calling up until almost completion and just realize that like, oh my goodness, like nothing is worth anything. No calling, no purpose is worth anything like if I'm going to do it without God. Um, and so that, that is just so good, um, and really exciting and just like, just exciting in the sense of like you, like the young adults listening to this, you have the rest of your life 
um, to figure out this with God. You know, like you, there's so much opportunity um, for you now. And like Connor said, like, there's just no pressure. There's no pressure to like perform in your calling for the Lord. Like it's, it's simply just getting to like have this relationship where you are constantly um, just tuning in to what he wants and what he's seeing and what he wants for his world and for your life um, and his will, which you get to be just in, you get to be in his will and um, just experience that in your life. And so, man, that's good. I'm excited to yeah. hear the sermon tonight. But yeah. Like <laughs> practical great. things. How can you discover it? What is God already doing? And then I think just really quick, and I think we all know this, like the last two, what are you passionate about? Like what has God put in your heart that like you already come to life thinking about doing? Maybe it's entrepreneurship, starting a business, starting a coffee shop, or like, you know, like helping people maybe in, in trauma that you've had in your past, work through it or avoid it. And then what talents and skills do you naturally have yeah. that set you apart from most people? I like, while I don't think that God's purposes and callings and the different things he's going to ask us to do in our life always have to line up with what with what's most easiest for us, I actually think it's actually the opposite. A lot of callings are hard. Um, but I do think he gifts us and talents us uh, for the things that he can most effectively use us for. And so I think naturally, like, what are you good at? Like, what what would it be easy for God to use you in? Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that's going to be, like, necessarily the only thing he asks you to do, but I think it could be a good indicator of, hey, this is how God's wired me. This is the I'm, – I'm really good at this. I'm really good at coding. I'm really good with counseling. I'm really good with helping people. I'm really good in business and in finance. That should probably be an indicator that in some way, shape, or form, God's given you that for a reason. How can you leverage that to partner with God and say, God, I'm good at this. What are you doing? What do you Mm -hmm. see in this area? And how can my life come and and partner with your mission in the finance world? What can my how can my life partner with your mission in the coding tech world? Um, And I know that might sound like weird, but that that's truly God's heart. Right. And I think that's how you find that deeper, fulfilling purpose. Um, when it comes to the work that God has like placed us to do. So so good. Those are my thoughts. Those are our thoughts. <laughs> Callings. It's so, so good. Um, well, that we, we've talked a lot about it. That about does it. <laughs> that, that about, about wraps does it, it up. Hopefully we've answered any questions you might have um, pertaining to this. Um, but as usual, if uh, this podcast arises any more questions, never hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love. Yeah, shoot us a DM. We'll do another podcast answering your questions. <laughs> yeah, um, we'd love to flush that out with you. And then, um, if this did resonate with you, um, share it with a friend. Or if you have someone on your mind um, listening to this that you're like, oh, this would be so beneficial to their life um, and their calling, uh, definitely share this podcast. Um, whether it be on social media or just um, through link on a friend to a friend, um, we'd love to just help more young adults um, flesh these sort of things out in their early 20s. Um, And as per usual, to keep up with all things young adults, you can follow us at Red Rocks YA on Instagram um, or keep up with what we're doing through our website, um, redrocksya.com. And I'm going to say this again because you guys might not know we have a little link on there to submit podcast questions. Yes. So find it, submit your ideas. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and then, yeah, if you're in the Denver area, we meet every Thursday 
7 p.m. at our Lakewood campus. Yep. Come hang out and check us out. Yeah. Come find community. Um, We love this podcast community and this family, um, but we'd love to see your face um, and learn your story. So if you're in the Denver area, come see us. And then we will see you guys in In two two weeks. weeks. Unless... (laughs) <laughs> you send us some Unless stuff to you talk give about. Us an idea. And hey, uh, be be tuning in because we actually I, I talked about jokingly kind of how we have a couple big fishes on the line for guests for our podcast. Guess what? We landed one. We did. We reeled them in. Uh, I don't know if they know what they're getting into, but we have an incredible, incredible person who is going to be on our podcast that so I know excited. a lot of you uh, probably follow on social media, know about and repost a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I cannot wait to have this person to hear their story, to hear their heart behind what God has done in their life and how they've just blown up um, in such a good way um, for helping people and like follow Jesus and find Jesus and stay like anchored to church. And so they're going to be amazing. That's like the only hints I'm going to give because we're not even sure when we'll release this interview that we're going to do here soon, but it is going to be freaking phenomenal. So So stay tuned in. And yeah, we love you. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Peace out.